This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. I'm Vyoka Zimatu, your host for the brand new program, Show Me. Every Tuesday at 12 p.m., we will share on the word, focus on building oneness in our nation. Join me every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on Show Me. It's no longer just about the talk, it's about the walk. Umdu, gumdu, kabandu. Hello, I'm Vyoga Zmatu. It is Tuesday, it's 12 o'clock and it's that time for Show Me, where we say it's no longer just about the talk, it's about the walk. And I'm just so excited today to just be sharing with you just my, just experiences from a message that the Lord impressed in my heart, even as I was invited at Higher Grace Church International and the message that the Lord released was really a message to the body of Christ, a message to the church in South Africa. And it was a message that's really inspired by what happened in our country on the 11th of June, uh, 2020. The Constitutional Court declared South Africa's Electoral Act unconstitutional for requiring that candidates in national and provincial election belong to political parties. For election to Parliament, Section 57 and Schedule 1 of the Electoral Act 73 of 1998 does not provide the constitutional right for individuals to contest elections as independent candidates outside of political parties. And yet, if you look at the country's uh, constitution, Section 29 of the constitution says any adult citizen has a right to stand for election to the National Assembly or the provincial legislatures. So this judgment really um, opens a way now for South Africans to be able to stand and contest elections as long as one is an adult, is South African, and is elected and um, has got people that they are representing in parliament, has got the required number of votes. It's like a, it's a, there's a yoke that's broken by this judgment. In fact, it reminded me of scripture in, in Luke 13 from 10 to 17. It says, one Sabbath, while Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, he encountered a seriously handicapped woman. She was crippled, bent over, and had been bent over for 18 years. Her condition was caused by a demonic spirit of bondage that had left her unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her condition, he called her over and gently laid his hands on her. Then he said, Dear woman, you are free. You are loosed from your infirmity. And instantly she stood straight and tall and overflowed with glorious praise. Praise the Lord. We are loosed from infirmity. South Africa, you are loosed from the bondage on the infirmity of being ruled over by political parties. There is an open door that the Lord has opened that now the church can take a stand, bold step, 
to govern in the country. Just listen to the message that, that the Lord released at Grace International. I hope you are blessed, you are challenged, and that you can hear God in it for yourself. Amen. Show me with Vuyokazi Matu. It's no longer just about talk. It's about the walk. The Bible says in Exodus 3, the Lord says, Exodus 3 verse 7, Then the Lord says, I have seen how cruelly my people are being treated in Egypt. I have heard them cry out to be rescued from their slave drivers. I know all about their sufferings, and so I have come to rescue them from the Egyptians and to bring them out into a spacious land, one which is rich and fertile, in which the Canaanites and Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites now live. I have indeed heard them cry out to me to be rescued, and now I am sending you to the king of Egypt so that you can lead my people out of this country. Verse 10. Now I am sending you, the church of South Africa, to the king of Egypt so that you can lead my people out of this country. And one of the things that standing out for me at this time, at this particular point in time, it is just how we as the church have not had true identity, the identity that Christ has given us from the beginning of time. For in Genesis 1, God says, Genesis 1, 26, God says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image and likeness so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky over the livestock and over all the wild animals and over all the creatures over everything that moves on the earth and God says he's given mankind the church dominion over everything so we recognize that we are at a time where we did not understand our governmental authority on the earth as the children of God, as the anointed kingdom-minded citizens. We have uh, remained within the walls of the church and have feared to interact with the external world up until uh, recent years when we began to participate and look at the results. Look, for instance, these people that have been involved in this victory for the nation have been Holy Spirit-inspired men and women. Look what happens when we arise and we embrace our identity according to what God says um, in his word. So we are in a time where our, our identity needs to be restored. And if we you had looked into some uh, somewhere else, if you look into some political party or had trusted into someone else as a child of God, we all have a responsibility, <clears throat> excuse me, and a part to play in rebuilding our nation 
especially even so at this time we have seen what has happened when we have sat and watched things happen and one of those contributions to the situation has been that we did not understand fully that we are God's government on the earth so God is building the church he has built it to govern the earth, the responsibility of the church. You, we need to understand that God's government on the earth is us. <laughs> we looked to political parties and didn't fully understand that actually we are the ones we have been waiting for. So we need to, at this particular point in time, I would say more engage, more in prayer in establishing our healing and reconciliation, building bridges between the different denominations, ironing out matters between us that are causing division, especially this time. It's time to build bridges for um, for God to come, for where there is unity, we know we always say, as the word of God says, where there is unity, God commands the blessing. But the question is, the outcome of the, uh, uh, of the judgment has, says, says, Parliament has been given 24 months to remedy the law and to allow independents to contest elections in accordance to section 19.3b of the constitution, which states that every adult South African citizen has a right to stand for election to the National Assembly and provincial legislatures and to hold office if elected. The question is, do we as the community, do we as a nation, do we as a people, do we as a church have 24 months to wait for government to work on this? Do you think government will be able to prioritize the matter? Who is government? <laughs> <laughs> These are the questions the Lord is asking me this morning, and I'm wanting to avoid them, but these questions are firm. They are saying, you are my government on the earth, Church of South Africa. Do you have 24 months to wait for people that don't actually want to see this change happen? Where to from here? The Lord at this particular time is engaging us as his children to take full responsibility for what is happening in our nation. It is a time that we are being called higher. In Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, Come up higher and I will show you what must happen after this. It is a time that should determine to us that it is not business as usual. 
It is a time for us to recognize that we are the ones we have been waiting for. So therefore, it means that we are the ones to take up the matter as the church between uh, the different leaderships that govern the elders, the, the, the young ones, the youth, the men, the women, all the different departments, constituencies, ministries. We are being called by God to take the matter as our highest priority in this hour. Not just for change that we want to see today, but to ensure that the future, to ensure that we take responsibility not to leave the world the same way that we found it. It is a place that is calling us up higher to take dominion mandate, the dominion mandate that God has given us. And it says in Webster, the dictionary dominion, it is described as a supreme authority. As God says in Genesis 1.26, I have given you dominion to rule over the earth. And it says this is a supreme authority. This is the power to govern and to control. This is a power to direct and to rule and reign, to be a caretaker of the earth to be uh, stewards of the place in which we have been entrusted with by God. You are placed in South Africa, you are placed in Zimbabwe, you are placed in um, Nigeria, you are placed in any nation. Uh, your responsibility is to make sure that you fulfill the government of God according to the gifting, the alignment of your life in every sphere of society. But this particular point in time, this gate, these walls that have fallen, because that's exactly what we have witnessed on the 11th of June, 2020. We witnessed the Jericho walls fall that have bound the nation for so long. Are we now going to sit back and watch Church of South Africa? In Joshua, Joshua 21 says in from verse 43, Israel takes possession of the land. So the Lord gave Israel all the land that he had solemnly promised that he would give to their ancestors. When they have taken possession of it, they settle there. The Lord gave them peace throughout the land just as he had promised to, his, to the ancestors. Not one of all the enemies that the Lord, uh, not one of all their enemies had been able to stand against them because the Lord gave Israel victory over all their enemies. The Lord gave Israel victory over all their enemies. The Lord kept every one of the promises that he had made to the people of Israel. Actually, there's even another version, I, although I don't remember top of mind which one it is, but it says, not one of all the promises that the Lord had given to the children of Israel failed. They all came to pass. 
What does this time mean to us as a nation, as a people, as the body of Christ? This time means to us that we must take our own maturity very seriously in this hour. We must take, we must engage with our responsibilities according to our callings. We must mature and acknowledge that for our nation to change, for things to change, we as the sons and daughters who have been entrusted are the ones to act. We need to mature and understand that there are certain things that we need to do internally. Actually, even like in my spirit, I almost feel like it, we, it's, it, 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 as we communicate this morning, it's things that are communicated. Um, there's a cause in a closer way. Uh, you say, Makestetele pants. <laughs> I don't know how to translate that in English, but it is definitely a time when you just want to sort your issues behind the scenes. What I'm observing to the kingdom of God, the leadership, the different denominations, we are in a time where we must take our union and forgiveness very seriously so that we can create a strong foundation for what the Lord is lending in our nation so that we as the people, we can retain, restore our reputation to society so that we may be known by loving each other as the Bible says, when you love each other, then the world will know and see that you are mine. So these are the issues that we must prioritize even as we create this space that will be able to host and carry the whole nation at this time as the body of Christ. We are being called, we, um, truth be told, as I said, we are dealing with our own internal issues here. We need to get our house in order because we are being matured by God to govern the nation, to awaken to our identity, to know that we are here to rule and to reign. And it doesn't mean that we are perfect, but it does mean that there are certain things that need to be in place to put our house, our house in order. One of these things that the Lord is truly highlighting this morning is matters that the ministries that are around us that we have been working with, we must solidify those relationships. We must strengthen our net. We must swallow our pride. We must embrace supernatural forgiveness in this hour. It is an hour that is demanding us to take responsibility, not just for us now here to prepare a way for the Lord, to prepare a way for the move of the Holy Spirit, to prepare a way for God to complete what he has begun with us. So in this time, God is truly calling us to, 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 to be intentional about healing our relationship, uh, to be intentional about healing division at the top. As a, a, a pastor and marketplace leader, John Maxwell always say, everything rises and falls on leadership. If leadership is not united, if leadership of churches is not working together, how do we expect those who follow to do so? And right now, this time is demanding that the church must be one so that we can be solid and be able to deliver the nation and complete this delivery together.
it is a time that demands our maturity and supernatural forgiveness to allow those people that have hurt us, even though things that people have done to us, it is, uh, uh, we have hurt each other and these are valid. But we are being called to come up higher, to swallow what has happened before, to prepare a land that is conducive for this delivery to be completed by God. It's a time that is a game changer. It's calling us to adulthood. It is calling us to maturity. It is calling us not just to talk and preach. It is calling us to action and implementation, execution and delivery in this hour. We are being called to resolve these matters of division. We are being called to, to prioritize healing of which at this point, if you are not part of the healing and restoration campaign that is currently happening in our country at the moment. I'm not saying it's the only thing that's happening, but it's one of the moves of the Holy Spirit that I have never seen happen in our nation and continent where a move and a campaign is able to unite churches, is able to have the body of Christ releasing the word of God in the atmosphere 24 hours a day. It is one that is healing uh, the, 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 the wounds of the past. It is one that is preparing South Africa to be a voice in the nation, a voice of reconciliation as we know where we come from as a nation with different cultures but because of the healing and restoration that I've been observing with this river of healing of this campaign led by Chief Justice Mokweng Mokweng and Apostle Linda Komoto um, uh, you can go to the website www.healingofthenations and join the movement of healing by prioritizing God's word in our nation. This is an era of the word of God. It is an era of the word. And we are seeing the manifestations of the river of healing that is flowing in our nation through these, through different cultures, through testimonies we are seeing. And it is the work of the spirit. And I know that they've been both challenged at times when people want to know what is the strategy, what is the way forward of this campaign, and it is purely led by the Holy Spirit. So in this time of healing, as we prioritize our healing, as we prioritize our positioning, as we prioritize our implementation, as we prioritize our communication to the different constituencies, making sure that people in South Africa understand what exactly just happened. For people perish, the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Our responsibility as the body of Christ at this time is to ensure that people and churches all around the nation, as we are a nation that is 80% 80 Christian and people that are going to churches on a Sunday, this is a time that every minister is to take responsibility to ensure that people understand what it is that they need to do from here on. What do we do with this information? What does it mean that 
electoral act is not um, is declared unconstitutional what does that mean on the layman's terms what mm. is my well, what is my responsibility at this time this is information that must flow and permeate the nation so that everybody understands because this is deliverance from the lord the lord has done his part and the baton is now handed to us as the body of christ because the church leads because we have a king who leads on the earth through a kingdom and a kingdom of the kings and priests to serve our God. So this is a time to implement this healing. I know that many, many, many people who love God, who love the word of God, want to see the word of God return back to the schools. I know I may seem to be controversial here this morning, but this is a time where we can no longer be silent. And if it means that we perish, we perish for the truth of the word of God. Because we can no longer stomach a situation where our children go into schools and spend the time without being exposed. Yes, it is a responsibility of the parent at home, but we need our nation healed. We must be able to stand up and say the truth as it is according to the fear of the Lord. We must be able to take government on the earth and we must be able to recognize that we don't need to wait 24 months for things to change in South Africa because God's government is on operation right now. God's government is in operation right now. As long as you are a child of God, as long as you are born again, as long as you identify with Christ, you are God's government. You need to wait for no political party to do things for you in this hour. So in Ephesians 6 verse 12, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. And this is a time that I find one of the things that are so important in this hour for us is to, as the body of Christ, know how to deal with people who are not like us, a people who don't think like us, a people of different cultures, people of different religion, and people of different sexual orientations. We have stayed too much between the four walls and have lost engagement of how to deal and engage with people who don't look like us. And this is a time that the Lord is wanting us to be his brand ambassadors in a most efficient way, being out there to love, to hate sin, but to love the people. And I'm speaking from a position of, I'm speaking to myself as well, but I am just delivering the, the, the impressions of the Holy Spirit in terms of our focus at this time, especially with what has happened on the 11th of June. It is a time for us to recognize our role as government of God. And even as I um, uh, 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 pondered with the Holy Spirit on what, um, on what next, <laughs> I was just astounded 
to hear the Holy Spirit say, June 16 is our day of repentance. It is a time that we as the body of Christ must acknowledge that we have kept silent and things fell apart in our nation because we didn't play our role. It is a time that we acknowledge before God how we have sinned before Him, how we have allowed babies to be killed in our land through the laws that we as the church have voted for to take repentance for voting purely on the color of the skin without looking into the values and the principles of the word of God. It is a time that God is opening a door for us to come before him in the spirit of repentance, to acknowledge our, our inability to confront evil. We are called to a time to prepare the land for the outpouring of the next thing that the Lord wants to do in this nation. Our own healing, our own restoration, releasing a great new sound of joy and rest in our midst like we have never seen before. We have seen all the prophetic declarations of this year, the year of the two Chronicles 2020, a year where we believe the word of God, believe his prophets, and we prosper. It is a year of the eye has not seen, the ear has not heard, heard or even began to comprehend the things that the Lord will begin to do from here. And I just want to read um, uh, the song of Mary in Luke 1. Just to encourage you of the times that we have come to. It is a time of answered prayers and it is a time of breakthrough. Mary's song reads, my heart praises the Lord. My soul is glad because of God, my Savior, for he has remembered his lowly servant. From now on, all the people will call me blessed because of the great things the mighty God has done for me. His name is holy from one generation to another. He shows mercy to those who honor him. He has stretched out his mighty arm and scattered the proud with all their plans. He has brought down mighty kings from their throne. God has brought down mighty kings from their thrones. He has brought down mighty kings and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. And he has kept the promise that he had made to our ancestors. And he has come, he has come, and he has come to the help of you, Israel. He has remembered to show mercy to Abraham and to all his descendants 
forever. I'm here to say, South Africa, this is the time you have been praying for. This is a time that you have fasted for. This is a time that even in the deepest part of your spirit you have yearned for. This is a time of breakthrough. This is a time of Baal Perazim. This is a time where we begin to see the manifestations of glory in our midst, in our nation, in our families, in our lives, as we begin to see the breath of God manifested in our nation, as we begin to see South Africa step into the reset and the positioning of a prophetic destiny, where people come to alignment with the will of God, where our land can be healed, where we are able to heal the land with the laws that are in alignment with God, our Savior, where we are able to, we as the church change things in our midst. This is a time of liberty. This is a time of freedom. Even though freedom has not been free, it has come at a cost, but it is now here. Let us not be like Peter. Let us not be like those who were praying for Peter. I'm reminded, I just want to go to that scripture in Acts 12. Um, right now in Acts, is it Acts 12 or Acts 16? <laughs> um, in um, in Acts 12, yes, it's Acts 12, and it reads, um, Peter knocked at the door. You know, remember that now Peter was in prison, as in Acts um, uh, 12, Papa, from verse 7, right there. It says that Peter was in prison, and then the angel came and delivered him. And then now he came to the people that were gathered to praying for Peter. And this Peter knocked at the outside door and the servant named Rhoda came to answer Peter. And she recognized him and recognized his voice. And she was so happy she ran back without um, opening the door and announced to others that Peter is outside. You people felt... Oh, people said, you are mad. But she insisted, this is through. So they answered, no, it must be an angel. <laughs> they answered, it must be an angel. It can't be Peter. So church, we cannot be standing in a position where we continue to to ask God and pray for deliverance and deliverance has been delivered. <laughs> deliverance has been delivered. The baton is now with us as a church and what we must do at this time, in this time of arising and shining for your light has come. In Isaiah 60, the word of God says, um, in Isaiah 60, the word of God says, um, Let's go there quickly. Um, in Isaiah 60, it says, Arise, Jerusalem, shine like a sun. The glory of the Lord is shining on you. 
other nations will be covered by darkness, but on you the light of the Lord will shine. The brightness of his presence will be with you. Nations will be drawn to your light, South Africa, and kings to the dawning of your new day. Look around you and see what is happening. Your people are gathering to come home. Your sons are coming from far away. Your daughters are carried like children. You will see this and be filled with joy. The wealth of the nations will be brought to you, South Africa, from across the sea. Their riches will come. Great caravans of camels will come from Midian and Ephah. They will come from Sheba bringing gold and incense. People will tell of the good news of what the Lord has done in South Africa. All the sheep of Keta and Nebaioth will be brought to you as sacrifices and offered on the altar to please the Lord. The Lord will make this temple more glorious than ever. For the Lord says to Jerusalem, foreigners will rebuild your walls and their kings will serve you. Day and night your gates will be open, South Africa, so that the kings of the nations may bring you their wealth. But nations that do not serve you will be completely destroyed. But I love the part in Isaiah 55 as well. And this is how we are coming out, South Africa. This is how we are coming out, South Africa. I love it when the Lord confirms his word. In Isaiah 55 verse 10 it says, The word is like snow. The word of the Lord is like snow and rain that come down from the water, from the sky to water the earth. They make the crops grow and provide seed for sowing and food to eat. So also will be the word that I speak. It will not fail to do what I have planned for South Africa. I will do everything I send it to do. South Africa, you will leave Babylon with joy. You will be led out of this city in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into singing and the trees will shout for joy. Cypress trees will grow where now they are briars. Myrtle trees will come up in places of thorns. This will be a sign that will last forever. A reminder of what I, the Lord, have done done for South Africa. So we have come to the greatest time in our history. We have come to a time that if we embrace the word of God, as he says, that man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. So as we continue to discipline ourselves to ensure that we, are, we live we literally live in the word of God so that we may be able to receive his instruction. For from this point on, it's a place where we, know we do not want to move according to our flesh. We want to ensure that we move by the leading of this Holy Spirit. We want to see the crooked places made straight in our nation. We want to see the things change, the ordinances, the regulations, the laws. We want to see 
see that the kingdom culture is instilled in everywhere we go in this time. So it is the greatest time that we have been praying for. It is the greatest time that we are being called uh, to to arise. You're listening to Show Me on Radio K Pulpit 729 AM. Yeah, that was challenging. <laughs> I hope you are as challenged as I am. And the wonders of the Spirit of God is that when uh, the Lord sends you to send a message and then you listen to it again from the other side as a listener now and not the messenger, it is really different and, 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 and it truly shows that God sends us as mouthpieces uh, and representatives, not because we are the ones who are saying what he's saying. So I'm, I'm truly challenged by this message, and I hope that you also are just taking this challenge and commissioning from the Lord for us as the body of Christ, the church, to recognize this victory and also to grab hold of it because we have prayed so hard, we've cried so hard. And when you talk about leadership in South Africa, what we have seen and observed, happening in parliament i know everyone by now is crying out for change and now an opportunity for change has been open what are we going to do with it <laughs> what are we going to do with it are we as the body of christ going to miss this opportunity again or repeat the same mistakes i feel like god is truly giving us a second chance this is a, this is a step of love um for our God and above everything, it is an answer because this has been the prayers of the saints in our nation with all the dissatisfaction, the drama that's been going on. The scripture that we read um, in Luke that was speaking about the when Jesus loosed the woman in Luke 13, verse 10 to 17, as the spirit loosed, it really, really um, uh, is a moment as such where the Lord is straightening up our backs. He's, he's firming his church. He's, he's establishing it in the nation as a voice at this time. And God has removed this rod of the oppressor on our backs and the bible says in deuteronomy 28 verse 13 the lord will make you the herd not the tail if you pay attention to the commands of the lord your god that i give you this day and carefully follow them you will always be above and not beneath if you carefully follow the instructions that i give you this day so we are loosed from the infirmity, from the bondage, and this is breakthrough for our nation. So it is one that is demanding that we as a people of God um, prioritize responsibility. You know, it's like the Lord is calling us to maturity, is calling us to responsibility, is calling us, is giving us an awakening really at this time to recognize that we as the body of Christ, to have an opportunity to lock shields together, to have one voice, and we are a majority in the country, and take opportunity to change things to the glory of God, to the glory of no man, but to the glory of God, and to restore the land as God has promised. And we know that there's some laws in our country which we, we, we're not proud of, that these are the laws that we uh, 
uh, as a church have voted for? I would say the churches, we are 80% of people that go to church every Sunday in this nation. So for us to have such laws, it means that we have contributed uh, to all of this. So the Lord is calling us to repentance. He is calling us at this hour. I hope you do get the challenge. He's calling us to repentance, a place of, of, of fasting, prayer as we seek him for the next step. Because at the same time, um, we we have a father in heaven who leads us. But sometimes we want to go ahead of him because we are in such a rush. So it's kind very challenging time. You need to act, but at the same time, we need to know that we cannot repeat the same mistakes and, and just lead with flesh, but just to listen to the Holy Spirit, hear what he's saying to you, and arise at this time. I know that there's so many people that the Lord has been preparing in the backyards, has uh, been preparing, um, I, I, I would say, out of sight in your private closets, um, and now it's going to be a time of taking all that burden which the Lord had given you with regards to our country and join lock shields with those closest to you and we do something about it as a community and as a powerful body. The church is God's most powerful force on the earth and we just have not picked up that identity with courage and boldness and that as we journey through um, uh, uh, connecting here with oneness, uh, uh, being be unity, uh, we're being sensitive to others uh, more than before. It's just a time to be gentle with each other, to know that we are all coming from warfare, to be gentle, understanding, unjudgmental, being sensitive, as the Bible says, that they treat others as you would have them do to you. I mean, do to others as you would have them do to you and ensuring that we respect and honor each other, irrespective of cultural backgrounds, race and all that. So the Lord um, was saying that one of the things that we have been doing is that thing of we start and then we don't finish and then we start to compete and then we divide it and then we wander in the desert and then we wonder why we don't achieve what it is that we all see. So it's a time really that I just want to just uh, in retrospect, listening to this message is just demanding us to come to maturity, to forget about our own selfish needs, to lock shields and prioritize uh, this gate and opportunity that has been opened by this judgment. For the Lord was saying, when I lead you in the way, in fact, I wrote this down the other day as the Lord was saying, when I lead you, my people, in the way you should go, you often start well. And as the next steps completely defy your expectations, you default in what you already know, or you default into what you did before, what is logical, what is familiar, more acceptable to others, or that is within reason. As I lead you out of the land of captivity, the Lord says, foolishness, <laughs> foolishness is a strategic weapon for the Lord would sometimes lead you to do things that seem foolish. I mean, I can confess, you know, even when I was uh, at this church ministry, you know, there's a certain type of message that we are used to in the church and all that, but 
as I shared, I could feel the Lord just wanted to uh, to communicate and open our eyes as the church to what has just happened in our country and the gate that has opened. And um, with the, this message going out and with the challenge that I received from the Lord and just contacting some leaders in the country, the Lord really led that we must coordinate a, a day of repentance but more about that after this. Good day. My name is Pastor Tando Melane. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 p.m. in the evening. I'll be sharing the empowering word of God, which is my passion and my calling. See you then. Vuyokazi Matu on Radio K Pulpit, 729 a.m. So now is the outcome of this message, the, of the call from the Lord to call a day of repentance in South Africa, as the Lord impressed in my heart that is, is requiring us to prepare the land, to prepare the atmosphere, to cleanse and wash ourselves of the old as he's about to do a new thing in our country. And as the Lord said that I must call this day of repentance in South Africa, he was saying that the church is to humble herself because the leadership of the church needs to take responsibility for the lies that the church has told from the pulpit. This is one of the things that the Lord was saying, that people have been lied to into the word of the Lord has been watered down. The church has been uh, preaching sometimes just a message on, 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 on giving, um, not necessarily as in, um, in giving the way that the Lord requires people to give, the people has be, have been manipulated by the church. As a result, the issue, which is such a beautiful thing, because the Lord says, blessed is the hand that gives than the hand that takes. But what has happened is that in different places in our country, uh, this uh, word has been abused. The Lord wants us to repent and people are hurt are hurting who were part of the church and some have backlidden around the issues of money. So the Lord is calling the church leadership to come and take responsibility to, to repent and also to address the strongholds of the church, the destroyer, which is the need to take the glory of God. The church is to take responsibility for the things that she has done, for the way that she has lost her reputation in our nation, for the division, for the for, 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 for the division and not setting good examples, for not loving one another, for judging each other, for competing and all these things that we have been doing as the body of Christ that grieve the Lord, that grieve the Holy Spirit. So the Lord has called a day of repentance in South Africa, which is happening the 16th of June 2020, which is happening just now on this day today up until 12 o'clock uh, this show even as it ends now as we've come to an end it this repentance day in south africa is begun so let us please join hands uh, you can link up with us on the zoom link 
which we will you will see in the in the poster in the flyer on our website with all the details of the zoom login so it will be wonderful if you are able to join us in this repentance we have uh, the leaders of the healing or campaign uh, you may know about the healing campaign that's currently happening in the country, which is led by Chief Justice Mohueng Mohueng and Apostle Linda and Amanda Leroux, those leaders in the nation who've been uh, leading um, this uh, gathering which has been really for different people, different churches, the whole body of Christ in the nation, including Africa, just about releasing the word of God in the atmosphere every day, every hour of the day. So it's been such just so amazing to see the fruit of what is coming out of this campaign. So tomorrow, so today, we are having this repentance matter just join us as paid details on the website otherwise it's really been a great pleasure it's a diff it's a different time it's a game changer that we have experienced in our nation the ball is in our courts and now we have been uh, crying praying and and complaining sometimes but now we have opportunity a door has been opened for us to do something about what we have not been happy about in our country so for a change the ball is now in our court <laughs> as the body of Christ. Who will we point fingers at now but ourselves? But as we close, I'm just reminded of that scripture in Revelations 3 um, from verse um, 7. It says, To the angel of the church in Philadelphia, this is the message from the one who is holy and true, he has the key that belonged to David. And when he opens the door, no one can close it. And when he closes it, no one can open it. I know what you do. I know that you have a little power. You have followed my teachings and have been faithful to me. I have opened a door in front of you, which no one can close. Hallelujah. The Lord says, I have opened a door in front of you, South Africa, which no one can close. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for what you are doing in our nation. We are trusting you, Lord. We are seeking your guidance, Father is your people and pray that you will release each one of us with our giftings, with our callings, with our mentals, with everything that we can bring to the table, to skills, to, to, to opportunities, to prioritization as the body of Christ, that even from churches, for churches, we pray that, Lord, you will guide us to be able to know how to engage with this door that you have opened for us in this hour. It is a door that we know leads to great things for our next generation. And so, Father, we look to you, even as you have guided Daniel 
Father God, and gave him the revelations after he received the dream, Father God of Nebuchadnezzar. Father God, this is a time that we are seeking you for Lord God, for, 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 for answers, for direction, for blueprints, for strategies, and for a way to go so that whatever we do, we do what we have sent us to do. We thank you, Lord, that even as you said to Daniel in Daniel 2, Father God, in Daniel 2, you say in your word, Father, Daniel told them to pray to God of heaven for mercy and to ask him to explain the mystery to them so that they would not be killed along with other advisors in Babylon. Then that same night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision and he praised the God of heaven and says, verse 20 of Daniel 2 says, God is wise and powerful. Praise him forever and ever. He controls the times and the seasons. He makes and unmakes kings. It is he who gives wisdom and understanding. He reveals things that are deep and secret. He knows what is hidden in darkness. And he himself is surrounded by light. I promise you and honor you and honor you, God of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and strength. You have answered my prayer and showed us what to tell the king. Oh, Father, we thank you that you love love us and that, Lord, like you revealed to Daniel in Daniel 2, Father, that you will reveal to us as your people in South Africa and show us the way of what to do for we cry out to you we do not have 24 hours 24 months to wait for parliament to change this and so therefore we ask you lord to deliver us through strategies through blueprint to the to the know-how so that we may remain in alignment with your divine prophetic plan of our nation for we know that as our nation is delivered people will also be delivered from all different kinds of bondages. And so we thank you, Father, for what you have done, for what you have brought us into. We give you glory. We are in awe of the things that you have done. Thank you for this breakthrough. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week, same time, same place. Yeah, show me. It's no longer just about talk. We are being called to the walk. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.